Hello once again, and welcome to the Business Creators Radio Show. I'm your host, Adam Homey, and I want to welcome you to today's episode. As the name says, our listeners are business creators, and if you are one of the following, you are in the right place. An entrepreneur, small business owner, or local business owner, a marketing or business coach, someone who helps others build their businesses and win at the game of business and marketing, and of course, do-it-yourselfers who run your own businesses, manage your own marketing, and just love having your hands on the levers. If you are one or more of the above, please take a moment, explore our episodes, and discover how our experts can help you win at business and marketing at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also, be sure to check us out on iTunes. Just do a search for Business Creators Radio Show. Every five-star rating is greatly appreciated and helps us spread the message and help more entrepreneurs and business creators just like you. Today, I'm especially excited to have with us our special guest, Katrina Sawa, who's going to tell us about the three simple steps to attract more clients and make more money now. Now, some of the top questions we hear from small business owners right now and pretty much any time, these are pretty universal issues that happen no matter what the economy looks like or how things are going. These questions are, how do I find more clients and how can I make more money? There are so many things that can get in the way, bright, shiny objects, being distracted, having the wrong theories, going about it the wrong way, trying to do everything yourself. And we're going to cover some of the issues that go along with this today, and we're going to leave you with a few simple steps that you can use to attract more clients and make more money now, starting today. But before I do that, let me just tell you a little bit about Katrina. Katrina Sawa is known as the Jumpstart Your Biz Coach because she literally kicks her clients and their businesses into high gear. Katrina is the creator of the Jumpstart Your Marketing and Sales System and the author of Love Yourself Successful. She works with motivated entrepreneurs who want to start, grow, and market their businesses the right way from the start. Katrina helps you move faster and more affordably towards your ultimate revenue and professional goals using online and offline marketing strategies. I like that. Plus, she kicks you in the butt to implement it all. Katrina is a best-selling author, energetic speaker, and award-winning coach who's been featured on the Oprah and Friends, XM Radio Network, various other print and online magazines, ABC, and The CW. She's a contributor for numerous women's business organizations and websites, such as the Women's Speakers Association and Today's Innovative Woman. And I've got to tell you, if you're involved in online marketing and you haven't heard of Katrina by now, it's about time you have. Get her free Entrepreneur Success Kit and two other free business building gifts online at jumpstartyourmarketing.com forward slash free gifts. I will remind everybody that on businesscreatorsradioshow.com, every guest expert has a profile where you can connect with them online and get to know them better on your own terms. So what we like to do here at the Business Creators Radio Show is create connections that help you win at the game of business and marketing. So Katrina, how are you doing today? I'm great, Adam. Thanks for having me on your show. Sounds like a really fun show. I love to teach business owners and entrepreneurs things they can do quickly to help them grow their business. So it sounds like my show almost. So it's awesome. Absolutely. And then for those of you who have listened before, those of you here for the first time, I just wanted to tell you or remind you what frequently happens here is as a fellow business creator, I learn from our guest experts too. Not only am I hosting the episode, but I'm also sitting right next to you with pen and paper in hand, and I'm looking for that edge, that little bit extra that I can take and apply to my business and get more out of it today. 
So, Katrina, before we dive in here, what I usually like to do before we get into the heart of the episode is just sort of take a step back and give our listeners who may not know the whole story a chance to get to know you a little bit. So I read your bio there, and it's, it's awesome. Uh, but if you could just tell us a little bit about what brought you to where you are today, helping entrepreneurs jumpstart their marketing, sort of like the story behind Katrina so we know where you're coming from. Yeah, definitely. Well, there's there's always there's all kinds of stories, and I won't tell the one mm-hmm. necessarily that has to do with my book, Love Yourself Successful, because this is this interview is focused on let's make money. <laughs> so I'm going right. to focus on the business stuff. And you know, I used to I've been in sales and marketing all my life, and with one thing or another, I used to sell you know sell people up as ice cream scooper on my first job. Um, all the way to selling knives and doing door-to-door sales. So I've right. done a lot of different types of selling and marketing and promotions, and I really built that thick skin, you know, that I can take a no now without crying. And, <laughs> uh, and <laughs> I really I used to do advertising. So before I started my business, I was in the advertising world. So I was very familiar with the offline marketing, the local type marketing where you would have a brick and mortar or some kind of service business and marketing market locally. I didn't even know about online marketing and what you could do beyond a website for the first three years of my business, to be honest. So I've been in business almost 12 years now. And so the first three years, I was just trading hour for dollar locally in my local area, which is Sacramento, California. And I built my business on networking and follow-up. And that's really all I did. I was a networking fool and I followed up like crazy, which then led me to creating a follow-up system, which hardly anybody ever does. Nobody does enough follow-up. Nobody does enough networking and marketing in general. So when I learned about the Internet and, and how to leverage myself and my expertise more, I created lots of products, programs, and now I have live events and masterminds and VIP days and group programs and home studies and all the different business models that you see out there today. But um, what makes me different is that I'm, I come from the offline world, so I have a lot of experience in offline and online marketing now, which you know not, not a lot of people do. So, but networking and follow-up is really the key to building my business and what I still focus on today besides speaking now. <clears throat> That's in a nutshell. Right. That's me in a two minutes. Right. So what, I, <laughs> right. No. so what I love about this is how, although you have expanded your business and you've expanded your reach, I mean, I have followed you very you know, avidly over the past several years and watched your evolution. And it seems like almost every time I turn around, your name pops up. And that's something for our listeners to know. If you're involved in online marketing and you haven't heard of Katrina Sawa by now, I hate to tell you, but you've probably been living under a rock because Katrina is very well known and seems to show up pretty much everywhere. It's, it's just amazing. I, I know I'm just, I'm just looking at us on Facebook right now, and it looks like we have almost 100 mutual friends, and I don't have that many friends. So that tells you something about uh, how closely our circles uh, touch each other, which is great. Now, here That's in the Business Creators many. Radio Show. We're gonna have to, yeah. yeah, we're going to have to work on that. That's not very many. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, I, I 
some people call me crazy about this, but uh, it's funny, but I actually know every single person who I'm friends with on Facebook. Uh, it's a place where I really focus on my personal connections and my networking, whether we've met in person or whether we've had some sort of specific connection online. Even if it's something like we ran into each other on somebody else's status update thread and we decided we had something in common and it was worth getting to know each other, I can look at anybody on my friends list and tell you exactly how I know them, where they came from, and in most cases even have a sense of what we've spoken about before. I take that very, very, very seriously. It's probably going to be a while before I hit my 5,000, and I'm okay with that because, you know, different strokes for different folks. Now, here no, in the Business Creators Radio Show, yeah. exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So here <laughs> in the Business Creators Radio Show, we provide the tools, techniques, and strategies to help our entrepreneurs quickly grow their businesses. And a lot of our listeners tell me that they have pretty much everything they need to implement anything that any of our guest experts bring to us except for time and money. Now, I ask this question of every single person we bring on the show, but I think this is something especially relevant to our topic today because I see so many entrepreneurs that get stuck where time and money seem to be a really big deal. And since that's kind of what we're talking about today, I'd like to get your sense on that. To what extent do the issues of time and money seem to cause challenges for entrepreneurs who need more clients and need to make more money now? Oh, it's probably the number one thing because a lot of times with clients, I'm telling them uh, about 15 or 20 things that we need to do in their business in order to up-level or take it to the next step or transform it or tweak it in some way or another. So in order to do that, people are already too busy. So we have to figure out what I call it's clearing space. And so clearing space to me means looking at what you're currently doing and really evaluating if you still need to do it, if you can delegate it, if you can systematize it, if you can just get it off your plate because you're wasting time with it, and really sit down and figure out where you can get back a couple more hours every day or probably. Um, I have a client who was working with me for a year. You know, within a year, we systematized, automated, and delegated so much in her business that at the end of the year, she gained eight hours a week back in her life and her business. And she went crazy and actually developed another business to fill that time. But but most people wouldn't necessarily do that. We'd want to get our life back or have, you know, more self-care or more time with families and or do more marketing to build a business. So it can be done. The one thing I tell clients is you've got to say no so you can say yes. So there's probably some things you can that you can do or you can look at in your life of things you're saying yes to right now that you maybe shouldn't say yes to. So really take that to heart. And um, then the other thing is to calendarize your life. So some some people, though, don't like structure, and I get that. So I, I, I challenge you to maybe structure your life for maybe a month and see how it goes. So that means get out the Google Calendar or some kind of – structure in your in your day-to-day so you can block time so time blocking often works you know i'm only spending an hour on email and then i'm done i'm getting onto this task or whatever that's an interesting observation and i have noticed an inverse relationship between the amount of time i spend on email and the amount of productivity and amount of money I make. It's kind of funny that way. Like the less time I spend on email, the more money I make. And the less time I spend on email with clients where I'm trying to get stuff done with them, the faster their stuff gets done. It's just kind of funny how that works. Um, 
that may sound counterintuitive to some, but that just seems to be how it works for me and for the people who are close to us. And there's one other thought that I have before we dive into the next point here, which is uh, you should never feel bad, in my opinion. Tell me what you think about this, Katrina. But you should never feel bad about saying no to any prospect or any opportunity that gives you anything less than a hell yes feeling. Because when you say no, you're not really saying no. What you're doing is you're creating somebody else's yes. And you're therefore spreading the gratitude and spreading the prosperity throughout the world. Now, what do you think of that mindset? I, I definitely think so. You you have to keep your vision on top of mind, what it is you're really trying to build here. We were just at my live event last week, and I had people develop vision boards. And for some people, it was the first time they'd ever done that. And many people right. create them every year. And I think it's important, though, to have your big goals, like really big goals and really big vision of where you want to take your company, what you want to do in your personal life, and have it on top of mind with you every day because that helps you keep stay focused to some degree. Exactly. If you can, yeah. So that's something that's really important, I think. And whether you create a vision board or a vision video or a vision whatever checklist, you know, get something in front of your face every day so you're not bogged down with the minutia of things that you have to do. Absolutely. So what I'd like to do is I like to jump in here and start with something that I know is on a lot of people's minds because we hear about it every single day. Entrepreneurs and business creators get distracted a lot with these things that we call bright, shiny objects. Sometimes they even know they're getting distracted by the bright, shiny object. That's the best part. They're looking at this, and they realize somewhere in their mind, this is not important to my business. This is a bright, shiny object. Why am I reading this? Why am I thinking about doing this? But yet they still go down that path. What is causing this attraction, even when we realize it? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the want and the need to be successful, and we think, oh, well, maybe this will be it, right? I've done it myself. I've said, oh, well, I'll spend six grand over here because maybe this will finally be the thing that turns my business around. Or two thousand over here, twenty thousand over here with this person, you know, and and we keep thinking, oh, this is going to be it. But the other thing is they don't know. So either they 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 want to trust and believe, and so they take some action, you know, and or um, they get that little feeling inside when someone does a sales pitch, right? Some people are really good at their sales pitches, and they, oh, yeah. <laughs> and they just kind of get you all t- hooked up to what they're doing, and all of a sudden you're like just plop down your credit card, and you're like, what was that? <laughs> so that happens. Right. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you do have to don't don't hate the hate you know don't hate the people that do that because you got to get good at that yourself and get people exactly. to give you their credit card. So you just kind of got to take what works for you and and morph it into your own thing. And um, yeah, and then I, I can't remember the other thing I was going to say, but it's you know you you've got to get your mindset in a place that you're focused on the next step. And a lot of times we just don't know what our next step is. I deal with a lot of clients who are within their first three to five years of business, and they just don't know what they don't know. And so they don't know how to prioritize 
the things coming at them, like taking a three hundred dollar right. blog class. You don't need to learn how to create a blog, right? You need to hire someone to do a professional website with a blog. But you, as right. a like healer or whatever your business is, you're probably not a blog or a website person. If you're not, if you're not, then don't try to do it yourself. So you shouldn't go take a three hundred dollar right. blog class. You know, so there's certain things that you want to prioritize and, and know your strengths and your weaknesses and know what things you should not be doing or spending time on but the priorities the order of importance is something that really has to be learned i think because we don't just come with that knowledge in our head of what's the order of importance i had to learn it from coaches and mentors just like my clients need to learn it too right hold that thought about doing your own website because i have an observation on that that we're going to get to in a few minutes here but before we move off this topic of bright shiny objects you know, folks who know me know that uh, I have a very expensive pair of prescription sunglasses. I think I paid almost four or $500 for them because I'm basically blind as a bat and I don't want clip-ons in my glasses. Now, what's interesting about these sunglasses is that I can wear them at night and see just fine. They are so finely tuned to let in the right light and, and keep out the wrong light. So I'm thinking we might want to do that with our entrepreneurs. When they see these bright, shiny objects come in, what can we do to help them block out the bright shininess that's just going to distract them, but help them see the right light that's going to really help them grow their businesses? Well, I, you know, I use my business coaches, and I think people need to have a business coach. I mean, there's – and I'm not just saying that because I am one. I, seriously, right. I don't care if it's me or somebody else. Get somebody to show you the path and somebody lay out the roadmap for you and prioritize what you need to do because it's just, I went to business school. I have a degree in business and marketing. Nobody taught this stuff to me, okay? So I had, nobody mm-hmm. taught this to me in school. I had to pay other mentors and business pe- business coaches to learn what I know and how to prioritize things that need to happen in my business in order to grow it uh, effectively, uh, affordably, and um and not haphazardly all over the place with random bright shiny objects here and there. I mean, there's so many things that can leak in. People have ideas left and right. When you're not, if you're a true entrepreneur, you have ideas up the wazoo. I tell people get an idea book or a journal and just write them all yeah. in a book, because more than likely you should not be implementing almost any of them at that particular moment in time. So right. but you'll be you'll be surprised if you look back at the book. Like three months later, you'll be like, oh, I did that, and I did this, and I implemented that. The right things will come. Just write the ideas down. You don't have to go creating them right now because you need to stay focused on your action plan. So you need that action plan. I have two clients right now who have so many things they need to launch. The big challenge is in what order do we do them and how do we piggyback them off each other. And that's not a bad problem to have where you have so many things you can do in your business it's like take your pick. That's a lot better than trying to figure out what the heck you're doing. And just another quick personal observation is I have an MBA myself. I, I worked hard for it. I did very well with it, and I'm very proud of it. In fact, I use it in my signature. I, you know, it does say that on my emails, and, and that's great. Now, the thing about most business education, uh, whether it's an MBA or whether it's a bachelor's level or whether it's an associate's level, is with a few exceptions we're starting to see come up, they don't really teach you entrepreneurship. They teach you how to get along in an organization. They teach you upward mobility. But the thing you have to remember is these types of programs 
typically depend very heavily on corporate sponsors and or the corporations who feed their own employees into these programs as part of their tuition reimbursement program. They're not paying MBA programs to take their employees and teach them how to be entrepreneurs. They're paying these MBA programs to teach them how to become better employees. So you have to remember that. I took a course in entrepreneurship in my MBA program. It was taught by a loan officer at one of the local banks, and the whole gist of the course was how do you create a business plan. Great skill to have. I've used it. It's helped me a lot with growing my business. But there's a piece that gets left out that you need business coaches for. So I really want to drill that into our audience's mind because I think it's very important. Now, all day long, we hear about how entrepreneurs and business creators need to stop doing everything themselves. I mean, heck, I tell people that because investing in my company's solutions helps you create that marketing leverage if you're an entrepreneur or a business creator. So why do so many entrepreneurs continue to do it all themselves? Well, I think, number one, they're they're still not paying themselves enough, so they don't see fit in paying somebody else, and they don't have that okay. mindset. That's the biggest thing is the mindset. They're like, well, I'm not paying myself yet. But then you've got to look at the, the cost of doing business. Okay, so especially if you're one of the if you're a business that I help, most people are home based businesses these days. They don't even have right. brick and mortar. You know, for brick and mortar, right. then it's a whole other story because you've got costs and overhead and things like that. But if you're a home based business, right. you don't have a whole lot of overhead. You have some internet costs and some cell phone or phone bills, and you know you you need to invest in the business. And you think you're going to start this business and make a whole oodles of money uh, without investing in your business. It's you know setting up the business, having a virtual assistant, having a web designer, having a graphic designer, having an attorney to look over some of your stuff, having a CPA. This is the cost of doing business. And you're fooling yourself if you think you're going to build anything remotely successful and profitable without investing in your business. It's, it's, it's ludicrous. It's just go back and get a job, seriously, because you're you're mm-hmm. not going to make it, and you're going to struggle for years thinking you're trying to do it. You're, you're going to do it yourself. You are, are not physically capable of knowing all this stuff all by yourself. And yes, you could go learn it on the internet, but do you trust it? Do you trust all that free information out there? I wouldn't. No, heck no. You know. So yeah, just. And another thing I run into is the spouses. So sometimes it's not us that doesn't believe, but it's our significant others that don't believe we can do it. And so they don't want us to spend money or invest money in our businesses. And so they're like, well, just go do your business. And they have no clue either, and they need educating that it takes more to invest in your business than just a business card and a done-for-you, you know, do-it-yourself website on WordPress. you got to... You got to put some skin in the game if you think you're going to get anywhere. <laughs> and it drives me crazy. It just drives me crazy. Can you I tell? believe me. I I understand <laughs> that. So, I understand that so much. My girlfriend that I have now uh, is is pretty much in tune with what goes on here and understands entrepreneurship to a certain degree, but in so many of my, you know, previous dating situations and relationships or what have you, I ran into women who just didn't understand that being an entrepreneur and taking advantage of your destiny is not something where you report in an office at 8.30 in the morning, you work four hours, you take one hour lunch, you work four more hours, you come home, and then every two weeks you get a paycheck automatically deposited. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah, yeah. And you really have to look at the significant other. I mean, I'm divorced because of 
the lack of support. And I started my business when I was married. And I thought he was more of, because we met doing door-to-door sales. So I thought he was an outgoing, you know, salesy kind of guy. And this is a huge thing that comes up with probably 60 to 70% of my clients. I'm telling you, this is why I wrote the book, is because it's not all about the money-making things you're doing in your business, but it's about what's going on in your personal life and your relationships that's going to either help you get motivated or hold you back from doing things in your business. Right. I think that's so true. The support we get or don't get at home can have such a huge impact. And especially if you're an entrepreneur and you're working out of a home office, the home stuff is there. You're not going to an office. It's right there in front of you. Um, I remember when I first jumped out of the corporate world and I got my, you know, I, I became a full-fledged, full-time entrepreneur, and uh, I was – in my mid to late 20s, and I was just getting ready to move out of my parents' house. Uh, they were so generous to let me stay there an extra two years after I finished my MBA, and I decided what I really wanted to do would be an entrepreneur so that I could reinvest pretty much my entire income in getting the company off the ground without having that sucked up by a rent payment. I'm very grateful for them to them for that. That being said, um, I found that the moment I became a full-time entrepreneur, I had to move out immediately because, you know, again, supportive, loving, well-meaning, I'm eternally grateful, but the, you know, there are just certain things about the entrepreneur thing that they just didn't understand, and it was putting a huge drag on what I was trying to accomplish. I mean, at that age, it was about time for me to move out of the house anyway, but all the same, it was like the kick in the butt, and, uh, and it's like, I've got to get out of here now, and 10 days later, I have my first apartment. Yeah, it's the difference between the entrepreneurial mindset and the employee mindset. And there's nothing wrong with either one, but when you have a couple or a close family member that's the opposite to you, um, it's not easy for you to continue doing the motivating uh, of yourself and the action steps that you need to take if you've got someone. And usually it's just that they're scared for you. So a lot of times the non-entrepreneur is scared because they don't want to see you fail. They don't want to see you lose money. They want to see you making money. They're scared for your inconsistency of revenue or income. Right. And they're just, they have more of that fear for themselves and they kind of put it on you. And so that, you know, and whereas entrepreneurs, we like, we have no fear sometimes. Some of us have no fear, no risk. <laughs> uh, you know, we just kind of leap and then ask questions. That's what I do. And it's all worked right. itself out. And I think if, had I had a little fear, I didn't have a lot of fear, thankfully. Um, I had a lot of faith in myself and belief in myself that I could do whatever I wanted and I was meant to do this. And, you know, there's no plan B. So, it is what it is. I just keep reinventing or tweaking or transforming in, in order to change with the times, and, and you just got to do what you got to do because I ain't getting a job. There's no way. But that doesn't yeah, mean Yeah, I'm, I'm unemployable it's, it's, myself. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, most yeah of I'm, I'm absolutely unemployable. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 unemployable myself. I mean, it was uh, it was. I mean, I am so unemployable that in my last job, I remember my supervisor saying to me, "You know, you're you're starting this business on the side, aren't you?" And I said, "Well, you know that." He said, "Well, 
you might want to accelerate that because I don't think you're going to go very far here. You're going to be much better off because you just don't have the personality to work in an office with cubicles. I said, yeah, you're absolutely right. And then, uh, and then uh, the next Thursday, and then, and then what I did is I went right home, um, and this is something I know you're going to give us some insights on in a few minutes. I went right home, and I, and I contacted a couple of the clients I had with that business I was doing on the side, and I said, you know, look, we really need to – talk about what the next year looks like here, and I'm ready to make some moves, and I wanted to see where you are, and uh, within a week, I had the uh, the assurance of enough incoming business that I could turn in my resignation, so I think it was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Now, yeah. uh, there's, there's something you mentioned earlier, and, and before we do that, I actually want to stay on this topic for just one more moment, because I think this is so important. I know it wasn't part of the original plan, but this is so important, especially for those of us who work in home offices, which is the majority of our listeners, from what I understand. Uh, people who live in your house, who live in your environment, see, oh, you work out of a home office. That means it's party time, tequilas, Mai Tais, on the beach, you can, your, own, your, own, your, own, your own boss, you don't have to sit by that sort of whatever. So they don't understand that when you are in work mode, you are in work mode. It is just as serious as if you work for somebody else and you are drawing a paycheck. So they don't understand that you're quote unquote and work at work rather, and they try and intrude on what you're doing and bring in some of these things that really, if you worked in an office, they would never dare call you about. But they have no problem just walking into your home office unannounced and asking for help with it. So, what do you do? Uh, what do you say to people? I mean, there's a lot of answers to this, but I want to hear yours. You say no. <laughs> no. Okay. I don't know. I guess it depends. Nobody walks into my home office except now my fiance, who he works from home right. too, and he is actually uh, W2. So, but he has to he has to do, get his own leads. So he's basically right. markets and and he builds his own business. Um, so, but no, when I when I was married, uh, yeah, when my husband got home, my starter husband, he would expect the laundry to be done and the <laughs> dishes to be done and dinner to be ready, and I'm like, I was working. I don't know, you know, what you think I'm doing here all day, but I was working. You know, like I barely had, I'd barely make time to eat lunch sometimes, and I usually eat it standing right. up in the kitchen in three minutes, and then I'm back to the computer. And yeah. and then I have back to back calls and so I can barely get a trip to the restroom in occasionally between calls and uh you know, and interviews and things like that and but when I first started and I didn't have a lot of clients, um, I did get distracted a little bit. So, you know, depending okay. on where you are in your business, I was distracted when I didn't have a lot of clients. So I would watch Oprah, this was way back when, right, or I would do the laundry, or I would go out shopping and go to the store mm -hmm. and go look for clothes, and yeah, but then I realized it's like, okay, that's not going to work, and the income's not coming in, it's not going to create itself, so I better get a move on, and really all I had to do was add more networking events to my calendar, and I got busier, right, because I was really good right. at follow-up. So all I did, I mean, I just tell people, if you don't have clients and you don't have anybody calling you for business, then you need to either get networking either offline at an event or online on social media because you can, I teach a certain strategy 
on social media how to network like you would at an offline in-person event. And so it's very different than just posting and commenting. It's actually building relationships and having discussions with people online. And so I teach that, and I say, you, do, you can do that all day long and talk to thousands of people every week. And people just, uh, there's nobody doing it. I mean, okay, well, you, you right. say you want business. You say you want clients. These are the things that are going to work, and then they still won't do it. It drives me crazy. I yeah, and I think I think you raised some good points, which is one way to counteract the whole the world trying to intrude is just going the other direction. It's like the it's like when I tell people people come to me all the time because of my dietary dietary choices. They don't quite understand what a vegan is, and they ask questions like you know, well, does that mean you don't drink milk or things along those lines? And then they'll also ask questions. Like, well, what, you, you know, I mean, don't you miss having a cheeseburger? Uh, don't you think about steak? And, uh, I mean, how did you do it? How did you give all that stuff up? And my answer is I didn't give anything up. I made the decision I was going to go in a different direction, and I focused not on what I was leaving behind, but I focused on all the exciting new culinary opportunities I was embracing. So I didn't have time for regret. I had time to explore and get excited about this new direction I was taking. And I think you kind of said the same thing. If you find that too many people are intruding in your life, one way to go about it is to strike out in the opposite direction and get busy. That's all right? Yeah, you definitely just do. you got to get busy and do the right activities, though. You know, so... I know we want to talk at some point about what those activities are, but again, it's important to talk about the personal dynamics first because you will not do these things if your mindset is not in the right place. So the marketing does not matter without the right mindset around love and money and your relationships and the belief in yourself and if you're meant to do this and if you believe you're worth the money to pay for and all these things. You know, I have one gal that I met at a conference um, many years ago, and she heard mm-hmm. that I talk a lot about follow-up is one of my talks, and she cornered me in the women's restroom, and she said, I want to talk to you about follow-up, and uh, uh, yeah, we always do that. Uh, I don't know about these yeah. men, but uh, we, we corner each other in the women's And within 20 minutes, she was bawling in the women's restroom because once we got, I, you know, I kept asking questions. I said, well, why do you want to know about follow-up, and what are you doing, and what are you not doing? And it turns out she didn't feel sexy, she didn't feel sexy, so she was not doing her follow-up. That was the plain just a bit. And a guy, maybe you guys don't understand this, but I'm telling you, it's pretty common. If a woman's not confident in her body or with her looks or feeling fat or not attractive, they won't pick up the phone. They won't go networking. They won't do the things that are going to make the sales. So, you know, we had to... So I put her on the spot in this conference with like 250 people. I made the DJ or the uh, AV guy play Get Your Sexy Back in the middle of the whole thing, and everybody started dancing, and, and she it was a great. It was a great experience. But And it wasn't even my event. I just, you know, took charge of the AV guy because <laughs> I wanted to make her feel better. <laughs> and it was a mindset conference, so it was all good. But, <laughs> but yeah, you know, yeah, I-, I mean, sometimes... <laughs> The, you wouldn't think. You wouldn't think that's the reason. And she didn't even think about it. She didn't know. It was, you know, subconscious thinking. So it gets us. 
Right, right, right. Uh, there's one thing I want to just touch on real quick. I, I said hold that thought earlier, but so let's come to that. Um, there are a lot of people out there, some of the big gurus and big names. In fact, there's one in particular I'm thinking about who I happen to know that you know, but I'm not going to say his name. And I remember okay. years ago, this person used to be a client of mine, actually, uh, back when we were in the web design business before we got out of that in 2010. So we're going back to like 2006, 2007. So I really don't know if his mindset has changed or not, but I've run into mindsets like his since then. And this guy was a legitimate mid-six-figure business owner, $500,000, $600,000 a year. This was no piker. He was already pretty well-known. He was doing his own seminars and had his own uh, internationally recognized brand. And the challenge with him is he just could not have somebody else do his website. We were talking earlier about you don't really need to learn how to do a blog and things like that. But this guy said, I get all that leverage stuff, and I have assistants who manage my schedule. I stay off the phone. I do all this other stuff, but I just cannot outsource my sales letters because I've tried it before, but the only way that I can be creative is if I'm making the sales page appear while I'm writing. I have to code my own sales pages. I can't do it in a Microsoft Word document and then hand it off and say, do it. I have to have my hands on it to get it done right. Do you think he was on the right track? Do you think he was chasing a bright, shiny object, misfocused? Is there something else we need to know about this? Uh I guess it depends on how much extra time that was taking him because I'm all about writing my own sales letters and sales pages, but I certainly would not attempt at coding them in the background, background, for God's sake. Well, no, I don't even know how to do that. So, like, I don't want to know how to do that. So I will put them on the web page, but then I'll send them over to my assistant. Like, I'll do it on the page, and I can actually do, you know, make headlines bigger and a different color, and I can – Right. You know, I can do basic things, add some pictures, but I nowhere near can make it look really cool on a website and make buttons and right. little fun arrows for bullets and do any kind of coding for keywords whatsoever. No, I, I mean, I know a little bit about WordPress as far as putting your keyword, you know, title tags in there, but I, yeah, no. If I spent, if I did that for all my pages, I have like 250 or 300 pages on my website because we just moved it. <laughs> and... There's and it's and it's still kind of in chaos, frankly, because my old web designer shut my site down a week prior, and so we didn't have all the pages moved over, and so it's a little in chaos oh. at the moment. But it's all over. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks. And I wish I could um, really talk about them uh, internationally and just tear them to shreds, but I won't. I understand. <laughs> I, I told you, I'm I told very you about my web hosting company that left me high and dry too many times, and I was forced to do an instant rebuild. Thank God for Backup Creator. Yeah. Worst worst company customer service ever. And if you ask me, I will tell you who they are privately, but I won't tell them. Anyways, so we – Tell us how you really feel, time. Katrina. Yeah. Oh, my God. If I could just blast it all over Facebook and LinkedIn and Google+, Plus, I would. But I won't. Right. Because, you know, what what you do like that comes back to you sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> um, anyways, so our, my site is still in chaos, and we're still going back to all the pages. All the information's there, but the links we're fixing, and we still have to go back and code all the keywords and all that stuff. So it's, you know, your website's always a work in progress. I'm talking this is my fifth website in 12 years, number five. 
So right. you should always be tweaking your website. You should always be adding pages and adding content and changing content and changing headlines and changing calls to action and hopefully launching new programs once in a while. You don't have to do them all the time because then you'll be um, going crazy with launch mode. But it's you know you ha- adding content on your blog. All of this is so important. But um, if the number one person I tell people to add to their team is a techie person, somebody that can manage some stuff on your website and somebody that can manage some of your social media possibly or anything techie. Um, Even if you're a techie person, um, you should not necessarily be doing your techie stuff unless you're – you know, right. I have a lot of web designer clients who their websites are horrible because they do all their clients and then they leave their own site. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yeah, I mean, your site looks pretty good. I know you're totally revising it too, right? But it's um, yeah. There's uh, yeah. So it's the uh, I, I I have my own web designer and I have somebody right. else who maintains it. And uh, yeah, back when I you know back when I used to own a company that was involved in web design and web development, uh, I had a brand around it. I was known as the website surgeon. I would show up at conferences wearing surgical garb. It was a it was a great gimmick, and people loved the brand, and it was very attractive. You might have even heard of it back in the day before 2010. Why I had to shut that down is a whole separate story. Uh, but um, but uh, the thing is, I had the brand. I had the international recognition. But guess what we didn't have? A website. <laughs> that was, it was actually it was actually kind of a it was actually kind of a joke. We didn't have our own website, and uh, it, it, at one point it became a game of how long can I go without a website? And uh, yeah. apparently, all the way till the end until we changed the business to a consulting firm. So it, it's funny how that well, that's works. And I money. think you yeah, and I think you hit on a key <laughs> point there actually. Just real quick, you hit on a key yeah. point real quick, which is just because we do it for others doesn't mean we should do it for ourselves. And a classic example. And our web design companies, where they do amazing websites for other companies. And I'm not just talking about look and feel. I'm talking about websites that actually convert and make money and do all this cool stuff that websites really need to do for an entrepreneur who wants to make money in the market. But they don't have websites of their own or their own websites a total piece of crap. The reason being is because they're spending their whole day making amazing results to their clients. They always come last. So obviously they're not going to spend time on their own website because they're not making money on it. Uh, So what they need to do is they need to hire another designer to do theirs because now they're going to be on somebody else's plate where somebody else is saying, well, I need to make money doing other people's websites. So I'm going to work on this designer's website. All the successful web design companies that I have alliances with, they have a separate company that manages their website. It's kind of funny how that works. Well, I think it's important. I think anything. I have a business and marketing coach just like I help my clients. And I think we just, sometimes we just can't see what's right in front of our face. And I, I talk about a lot of times I see the holes and opportunities in people's businesses. So I find holes right. with the things you're doing so we can fix the holes and fill the holes and, and then maximize the opportunities. Sometimes there's a couple little tweaks you can do either on your website or in what you're doing in your marketing or your networking or, or lack of follow-up. And you a couple little tweaks that are actually free, right? A couple little things you could do, and boom, you could double your revenues or triple your revenues, seriously. if you. But sometimes you just can't see it. You just can't see it. Right. You need some other eyeballs on your business, and we all do. We all need some other eyeballs on our business every once in a while. Exactly. Some, yeah. 
Yeah, that, that's a big piece of what I do with my clients. I kind of, I kind of take that outsider view that helps them stay out of tunnel vision. Even with some of the clients that I'm closest to, where I'm intimately involved with their businesses, um, I don't attend the team meetings and I don't put myself on the customer service internal distribution because I intentionally keep myself in a bit of an outsider role so that I can see things that they will miss just because their vision is in that tunnel all the time. Now, real quick before we get into uh, what I think people really tuned in for today, um, there is something that before we get to that I think is going to be very important in understanding it. I think many of us find ourselves in situations from time to time where our business just isn't that exciting. And when you're not excited about your business, prospective clients who you're on the phone with trying to close, trying to follow up with, will sense that. And they're going to feel that same downer vibe about the prospect of working with you. In fact, it will impact your follow-up because you're going to say, what's the use? I don't really want this anyway. I'm not going to spend the time. So the question is, why do entrepreneurs get bored and how are we going to get them out of it? (laughs) Well, and and the truth is some people are doing a business or a company or a job that they're, they shouldn't be doing anyways because you're not passionate okay. about it. So don't feel bad if it's not the thing for you and you got into it and you feel, a lot of people feel like they have to keep doing it because they got into it. Oh, I already spent three years trying to build this business and I should keep it up. Well, I'm sorry, but you're 45 and you've been doing this three years, do you want to do this for another 40 years and hit your head up against the wall? Or do you want to just, you know, go find something you're passionate about and build that instead? So a lot of times we have to do some soul searching as to what it is you're really passionate about. One of the biggest questions I ask people is what is it, if money was no object, what would you do every day if you got out of bed in order to help somebody. Obviously, if we didn't right. have to do anything, we would just go lay on the beach or take a vacation or whatever. But <laughs> Not me, but some people, yeah. <laughs> no. Or volunteer or whatever. Okay, so if volunteering, you know, that's a good example, volunteering, I would volunteer at the homeless shelter um, three times a okay. week. And then I would do this and I would do that. and uh, Great. So then your motivation should be to make a whole bunch of money so that you can give back to that homeless shelter. So that's not necessarily your business is helping the homeless center because they may not, there may not be a lot of revenue there. But so we, you got to get the motivation. You got to find the motivation or find the passion in somebody in order to motivate them to want to do their business and be excited again. You know, we were talking about previous women in my life who didn't quite get the whole entrepreneur thing, and one of them that really crashed and burned was, and she was very artistic. Uh, She entered her artwork and competitions and won awards and things like that. But what she really wanted out of life was to be a starving artist. This had some sort of, of, uh, like, ethical thing for her. Like, she felt she did her best work when she was a starving artist. But at the same time, she had a real passion for animal rescue, so my thought to her was, uh, yeah, and this is after she told me that I really needed to fire my business coaches because I knew how to do that stuff anyway. What do I need them for? And it even got to the mm. point where she checked with me the next day and she said, did you tell them you're not paying them anymore? I said, no, keep my business coaches. I need my business coaches. And it got to a conversation where um, I said, you know, I, I understand you want to be a starving artist and I know you have this whole bohemian thing about you and I think that's absolutely awesome. I, I think it's cool. I and think it it's well you. I think vegan. it's stylish. I think it's fun. <laughs> I think it's kind of fun. <laughs> uh, and you also have this passion for, uh, for animal rescue. So uh, what if you were to take your artwork, be really successful with it, make a lot of money with it, uh, donate all of it to animal rescue and don't eat? Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't say? hear much from her after that. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, we got to get some of the words that we use out of our head and out of our mouths a lot. So that starving artist, right? Because I know artists that are making right. money, and you just got to change. It's changing your way of thinking, and a lot of it stems from our lovely parents at age five, who whatever for yeah. whatever reason stuck some things into our head, and so you really got to evaluate that. I didn't realize that until about two thousand eight, about. I don't even know, five years into my business when I really started working on my inner self because I I wasn't getting to the 100,000 mark. And I was like, I'm doing all the things you guys are telling me to do. I'm doing, 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 doing. Mm -hmm. Tell me what is missing. What am I doing? And they're like, well, you just need to be. And I'm like, what? I don't need to be. What do you mean? Like, I need to do stuff. I need to get stuff. And so, (laughs) nope, you need to be. And that was the hardest year of my life. I just cried all year long um, and really did some soul searching and went deep inside. Um, And that was the year I really, that was the year I hit six figure and I didn't do anything different in my business. I was just being different and learning about myself and being more vulnerable and going in and, it was such a horrible experience. It was, I'm so grateful for it. But it was like, uh, <laughs> it was it was not fun. So, right. I don't remember why I was saying that, but yeah. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Well, well, Katrina, you know, we we're gonna have to have you back here because uh, I mean, we've already gone through almost the entire hour here, and we still have some things to cover. So we're gonna have to have you back. So what I'd like to do right now is just kind of really get to the heart of today's topic and what we're covering here. And what I'd like to do is leave our listeners with something that's easy to follow, it's a prescription for success, it's something that they wanted to, they could actually get started with today. As soon as, they, as soon as the episode ends and they tune out and they get back to it, they could actually be doing something right now to get more clients and make more money. So what are some things that need to happen so that our entrepreneurs and business creators can continually attract and find new clients and build that business that excites them and make more money. Okay, so like if, if you're really looking, the first step is really to get in front of more people more often and in more ways. And it's not brain right. surgery. So, but it's a numbers game. It really, really, really is. And then you have to be really relationship oriented with those people. And so I develop a lot of systems and how to. Um, so getting in front of more people more often in more ways, you could do this online and offline. You do uh, networking uh, and speaking offline. And online, you could do uh, social media. And I, my social media messaging system is really what I, what I teach. So it's that networking that's offline, but you do it online. But we have templates. And so all you literally do is copy-paste, send a message, copy-paste, send, and you mm-hmm. have these templates. So if you have templates, right. you can reach so many people faster. And so it's a 50 people a day, 250 people a week, 1,000 people a month. And so my number right. to challenge people is usually 1,000 people. How are you going to reach out to 1,000 new people every single month? Every single month. Not your newsletter, wow. not your database, not the people you already know, but 1,000 new people. Where are they? Where are you going to meet them? Are you going to speak to a group of 200 people? There's 200. Are you going to be on a radio show like this? The only thing with the radio show like this is you can't count the numbers. You could see the, the viewers and the visitors and the listens and all that, but I don't Oh, I see all that, yes. Yeah, I see I all that, and I see the you. podcast statistics and everything else. And, 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 and having a radio show or a podcast, which is so important for your business in this day and age, yes. whether you're online or offline, as a matter of fact, is it's viral. Yes, but I don't want them to count it in their 1,000 every month. So I, I that 
Yeah, so that cannot be part of your thousand because literally if Darn. we have over a thousand <laughs> listens here, they'll be like, Oh, I only need one. It's great. No, you wanna do as many radio shows, interviews and things that you possibly can because that's all gravy then, right? So but right. how many people you have to come in contact with and actually physically touch or message or connect with, that doesn't mean you're going to have this in depth conversation with all thousand, but you need right. to touch and connect with and then follow up with um, at least a thousand people and try to get them into your circle or get them to a next step, which is either getting them on the email list on your website or getting them to a phone call to see what I call if or how you can help them. So that's really the key phrase is instead of saying, hey, I want to talk to you about my business and tell you more about what I do, you don't want to do that when you're reaching out. You want to say, hey, I want to find out more about you and what you're focusing on in your business to see if or how we can help each other. So if the more you do that, the more that you'll be successful in getting people to a phone call with you or a next step or having them want to know more about you or go get your free gifts, right? So I have a free gift page. Right. And I use that everywhere in my signature. And a lot of times people don't even have a signature. Get a signature, right? Get a signature going. Put it in every message that you put on social media. Um, Make sure your contact information is everywhere. Most people don't even have their contact information on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and Google Plus. You don't even have a phone number or an email or a website. Uh, it's, I mean, you've got to put stuff out there or people. you've got to make it easy for people to buy and that's really step number two is once you right. get in front of more people more often and in more ways, you've got to make it easier for them to buy or sign up or get more information. So that means having easy opt-in boxes on your website, having easy fill-in forms on your website on different pages, having easy click and um, find out more information with signature lines and even in person right. to bring order forms. So when you're going to a networking event, um, I just had my live event last week, and one of the biggest things yeah. I did on the first day was creating your irresistible offer. Like if you're out at yeah. a networking event, what's your offer today to make money, fast cash? And many people came back the second day with a little order form that they created overnight, right? And I'm like, go, oh, yeah. And so everybody was, like, talking about their order, their offers, and people were making money at this event. It was great, and it was just so empowering to watch them go and ask for the sale. So you got to make it easy for people to buy today if they want to buy today. Right. And then the final step is really have a, a really clear relationship-oriented follow-up system. So it's not just follow-up from a networking event offline. It's it's following up with every new contact in every possible way, not just email. It has to be direct mail, phone, and even social media connecting. So there's four types of follow-up, email, mail, phone, and social media. And so I teach specific things on what to do there, how often to touch people, how to make it easy with templates and all that good stuff. So in five minutes or less, that's the basic simple system. There's so much to it, right? I teach it in like four days in my event, but it's – it it can be done, and it doesn't have to cost you a lot of money. People think marketing has to cost a lot of money, but it doesn't. There's I My motto right. is free first, then pay. What can we do for free first, then where do we need to invest or pay? Right, precisely. Now, now before I turn this over to you uh, for one more minute here, there's something that you said 
and all that, which is brilliant. Thank you very much. And for those of you who are listening on the podcast, please rewind that and listen to that again because that's brilliant. Uh, <laughs> I, in, my, in my email signature, and you've seen this because we've exchanged emails over the past 24 hours, uh, at the very beginning of my email signature, it says, please note, due to my travel and video training schedule, so I'm already preceding something that's going on here, because the fact is I turn my phone off a lot because I'm filming videos on Camtasia. The fastest way to get me on the phone is to book yourself in with a direct link to my, to my scheduler. Now, a lot of my clients uh, have, begun, have begun to just use this. So if they email me or whatever, they try and call, they say, well, you know what, I'm not going to wait for the email or call me back. I'm just going to put myself on his schedule, and then I know exactly where, where, when we're going to talk. And it works absolutely fantastic. It also lets people know that it is relatively easy to get a hold of me, but the reality is, and this is part of my own leverage, um, unless you are a current client who has paid me and I'm working on your stuff right now, or we're doing something like we're going to be a guest in somebody else's marketing channel or something like that, if you call me on an else, I'm just not going to answer because I'm probably in the middle of something else that I'm working on right now that I'm getting paid for. But because I put that in my email signature, I book clients that way. It, it, it's mm-hmm. funny how that works because I'll have a back and forth with somebody once or twice, and they'll say, oh, I can just schedule myself in? Cool. And, hey, you know, you put yourself on my calendar, I'm going to show up, and we're going to have that conversation. I'm not going to be typing, doing other things or whatever. I'm focused on you. So you're taking 30 minutes of my time, and I'm giving you 30 minutes of my time. And I, people really like that. And, and it, you know, it, it kind of sets the tone for working with me, which is, you know, I do have an orderly schedule to a certain degree, and there is, I'm actually very easy to work with. Uh, just a little thing about, uh, you know, I focus on one thing at a time. I do one thing at a time, I do it very well, and then I move on, to paraphrase a certain line from a certain TV show. So, Katrina, we're <laughs> right up here near the top of the hour, and I want to thank you so much for joining us. And what I'd like to do is just give you a couple minutes here before, uh, you know, Blog Talk cuts us off here and just uh, give you the floor and tell us how you can serve business creators and how folks can get a hold of you. Yeah, well, you mentioned at the beginning of my free gift page, um, but actually yeah. since we didn't get a chance to go and dive in to a lot of that three simple steps to attracting clients, I actually have a free audio for them where they can go listen to me teaching it in an hour uh, on a teleclass. And so they can go straight there, and it's on my blog. If you go to myname.com, which is katrinasawa.com, so look yeah. on his page and see how to spell my name, go to katrinasawa.com forward slash attract clients, forward slash attract clients will get you to a hidden page on my blog where you can sign up and get um, free access to an hour of me training on the three simple steps on how to get in front of more people, make it easy to buy, and do your follow-up. So it's a really in-depth training, and it's not just a, you know, sell you stuff kind of call. It's a training. So love to give that out. Um, I have a radio show every Tuesday at 11 a.m. on Blog Talk as well. You can look it up. It's the Jumpstart Your Business Now radio show. And yeah, I'm um, with I have live events, live events twice a year. You know, if you want to do stuff in person, I just had it um, last week, but the next one is the second week in November. And there's more information. Um, we'll be switching over the website soon, but it's livebigevents.com, livebigevents.com. Yeah, so there's plenty of ways. And I'm happy to talk with anybody if you want to reach out and 
I can, yeah, anything I can do. I'm always, I'm pretty accessible myself. Now, I don't give out a scheduler because <laughs> <laughs> my my uh, my calendar changes on a, you know, hourly basis. So I could never, <laughs> I haven't been able to figure out how to get that um, scheduler thing, an online scheduler. So it just doesn't work for me, okay. but it works for many people. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So I'll remind everybody that uh, all of our guest experts have profiles on businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Look up Katrina, and you can find the free gift and any other information you need about Katrina Sawa. So, again, we're going to have you back here because there's so much more I think we need to cover. But I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart and on behalf of all of our listeners for being with us today and sharing this incredible brilliance. Thank you, Adam. And you're brilliant, too. And I know he has so much to share on your guys' website, so you really need to look at his stuff, too, because you have to maximize your website. It's the hub of your right. business. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so for everybody listening, this is Adam Homey, host of Business Creators Radio Show. Please check us out on iTunes. Just look us up. Every five-star rating is greatly appreciated and helps us spread the message and help more business creators win at the game of business and marketing. And visit our website. Check out our previous and upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.